Remember when the G.I. Joburg boys went to the United States to attend a Joe convention? No? Well, it happened. In 2018, Steve, Paul, Rob, and Cujo attended the final JoeCon in Chattanooga, Tennessee. But we could not have done it without the help of our supporters on our GoFundMe campaign. Now we ask you to help out a friend. Hooded Cobra Commander 788 is looking to attend JoeFest 2022 this June, but can't do it alone. Links to his GoFundMe will be on the description to this podcast. If you're in a position to help out, please consider doing so. Thank you. Now on with the show. Yo, 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 everybody. This is episode 232 of G.I. Joburg Red, Purple, Black. My name is Steve. to attack. Oh, very good. <laughs> My name is Steve. I'll be your host on this adventure. And joining me is uh, the ever-ready-to-interject Paul Deadly Pencils. That's me. Purple, black, red. And, and you're also with us today. My dearest friend, Rob. Hello, Rob. Hey, hey, guys. What's up? What's up? It's, I'm so hot today. I'm ready to trot. <laughs> and we have to open 232 with a somber note, I'm afraid. Uh, an in memoriam, once again, legend of screen and activism and just an icon in general, Sidney Poitier. He decided to check out this week past. Mm-hmm. Wow, uh, I've actually and... met him. What? Say yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know, random, right? Of all the people, Sydney Poitier. <laughs> well, Oscar yeah. award-winning, brilliant man. How, how, what was he like in person? What was the circumstances? Tell us. Very humble. Very, very, like, chilled out dude. Um, I was at, uh, at Aurora College. Uh, they had, like, a whole art day thing, and all of the, a lot of the schools in the area sent their arts you know classes through for us to just get like an idea of what our future could be like as you know aspiring artists actors photographers whatever what have you and sydney poitier was uh poitier was brought there there as one of the spokesmen for that because kuro is like kind of a fancy schmancy private school and they obviously got him in to be one of the speakers and well his impact particularly in south africa seems to have been gigantic I mean, the outpouring of of grief that I saw, particularly on social media, was almost like equal parts folks from the United States and then friends back home. And a lot of industry folk, a lot of South African actors were, yeah, just saying that he had a huge impact on them. So, G.I. Oh. Joburg salutes you, Sydney. Uh, and 94, pretty good innings. Not quite Betty White's 99, but um, I'm, I'm very pleased to see these long-living legends legends uh, they, yeah. they gave so much and they lived uh rich lives um and we got to share in them so as i say gi joburg salute you shifting the focus back to a toy podcast though gentlemen another week has passed uh anyone's smiling anyone got some new toys kicking around i'm looking at you Paul. I, actually, I do <laughs> i do have some new toys um uh, sadly sadly nothing gi joe yet sorry um but uh, let's let's spin out, let's spin the wheel quickly. <laughs> uh, local dealer, I got this bad boy. I finally have Beastman <laughs> um, in my collection. Woohoo! Uh, which is awesome. So yay! Evil Lynn has got her um, her I don't know whipping boy. Uh, and that's cool. So, and it's great to have like a classic Beastman in my collection. Um, it moves me one step closer to 
well, having the complete full set, uh, you know, I'm just sort of short a man at arms and a Shira. Man at arms uh, has thankfully been taken care of for me, which is very, very cool. You know who you are, so thank you very much. And um, Shira, I'm also just sorting out one from a local dealer as well. So soon I will have a whole cadre of Motu figures. Ooh. And uh, yeah, I'm, I don't have pictures for it. It's just funny that you brought up cars earlier or that we were sort of talking cars in the pregame. Um, I found uh, Celia and I went uh, grocery shopping. And of course, I went to go and check out the Hot Wheels at this um, Checkers. And I found a Honda Civic uh vtech <laughs> which was very yeah. cool i oh, also nice. found a honda not to be confused CLX. with the honda ballard not to be confused uh, with the honda ballard correct just and... prior to recording this podcast uh, paul and i were talking about the finer points of various honda models and he's convinced that the ballard was the civic for sale in south africa and i'm yes, convinced until that they they're two the different name. two different makes of honda but uh, anyway it's based they technically are but it is still considered the civic um Anyway, I don't want to go into that, but anyway, I, I'm just very happy. I got an 88 Honda CRX and a 99 Honda Civic Type R and then a just normal Honda Civic, which is very cool. And uh, you guys were, I mean, I showed you pics of it on our WhatsApp group. Uh, I got a little green um, Honda City, which is uh, like skids, just, you know, it's not green. And that's <laughs> all of the toys I got this week. I mean, Hot Wheels. They like fun, you know, and Celia and I have a lot of fun, like digging through the hot, the hot wheels bins and whatever's at toy stores and various grocery shops makes grocery shopping so much better now, because honestly, grocery stores, well, they are I'll ubiquitous. Suck. The, yeah. the hot wheels cars are everywhere. And the fact that your partner digs it too, like she's part of this collecting frenzy. That's mm. cool, man. So right? I totally, yeah. I totally, I get that. I get that mm. to pull a fresh minty carded toy even if it's a metal car um and put it in your shopping trolley wonderful it's a nice feeling yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how big's the collection now uh it's about 30 strong oh. would you say that it's Impressive. an even split like or do you kind of make it democratic do you both decide on the car or is she like nah, i like that one that's mine yeah that's kind of how it is she goes for the stuff that she likes and then i go for the stuff i like and then we sort of uh, sometimes we'll find treasure hunts. I don't know if you guys are aware of what a treasure hunt is in Hot Wheels. Um, mm -hmm. but we'll find yeah. a treasure hunt Hot Wheels every now and then. And then that's like, you know, part of our combined collection because sometimes the treasure hunts are like the hot dog car, which is just really cute, you know, to have, but you know, it's oh not like, man, yeah. Darren's got your back in the chats. He's looked it up. It's also known as the Honda Civic Series EF internationally the Civic Sedan, or the Ballard Series SH4 in South Africa. Bloody hell. Well done, <laughs> Paul. And Thank you. <laughs> I, I I hang my head in shame because I drove a Ballard. It was my first car. Bought it for a, a whole 4,000 rand. Mm. <laughs> Meaning when, when Paul is right, you know, he doesn't want to press the point. Like, he doesn't want to embarrass people when he's right and, you, and the other person's wrong. He's like, just drop it. I know I'm right. <laughs> leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> this will work out better for you if you just just leave. Yeah, yeah. Thank I also you, Darren. Want to make a point that I spent less <laughs> on my first car than I will spend on my first Haslab. Oh, <sighs> that is Whoa. crazy. You can't, you can't even drive the Haslab. 
hey, yo, this is like back in the day we could buy like a packet of chips and a cool drink for like five rand. <laughs> you go to the movies, you know, for like 15 you're... rand. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Hasbro. <laughs> uh, Anyways, love you, Hasbro. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Um, okay, Paul's got new shit, Rob, need I ask, pal? Nah, nothing new, unfortunately, um, I'm, I'm too, I'm too broke, I never have enough money for toys. Yeah, well, we'll sort you out, man. Push along. G.I. Joburg seems to have a very healthy inflow of, of toys. I think, I think we'll be able to help you in that regard. Mm shortly well fantastic yes that sounds good (laughs) (laughs) uh for my part yes absolutely the christmas hangover looms large i'm 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 quite set for toys right now i've been eyeing a gi joe commemorative collection 1964-1994 action soldier which was sent to me in box by gary v i remember that i'm yeah i'm i'm tempted I'm tempted to open it because there was a Facebook post today. Just, uh, I think Dustin Cordish was showing off his collection of those guys and saying how immediately pliable they are, how useful they are, just filling in slots on vehicles or just padding out your forces. They are O-ring figures, but they are also nameless and, mm. and everyman kind of figures. So they can be just massaged into the various crevices that you have in your collection. Um, so I'm looking at this guy thinking, what what use could I find for him? Because I do want to free him. And Gary certainly intended me to free him. So, you know, <laughs> I guess that's 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 the, the Trump argument right there. Like, you know, the gift was given with the intention that it be uncarded. So go to it, my boy, with, with no conscience. I know, I was going to say, it's always so difficult when the, the packaging is cool as well. It is cool mm. packaging. It's a window box, but it was unfortunately made in the time where the notion of making things collector friendly didn't exist. So uh, it's a bubble glued to the inside of the, the, the cardboard tray. Uh, so it's going to have to be cut or otherwise peeled off the backing, never to be returned. That's probably one of the coolest things to have actually arisen over the last, I suppose, decade or, or so is collector-friendly packaging. Mm. But you can actually slip your figure back into the packaging if you want it to look fresh and minty new. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, no, look, I mean, uh, who started it? Was it McFarlane? I mean, they made clamshells that you no. could cut and, like, yeah. you could put the tray back in. Mm. Yeah, but it wasn't a really collectible. I'd say Harmony Gold kind of did it a little bit with those um, Robotech figures, with oh, the, yeah. the books. Yes, um, yeah. Various yeah, various Japanese companies. I know a Good Smile, uh, the Revoltic line was designed like that as well. Uh, or Revoltech, sorry. I always make it well, sound like Well, I mean, like anything that we, where it's like a box rather than a, a carded thing. I think it's yeah. much easier to kind of make, make it so you can slip the figures back in there easily. Also, um, uh, I think another company who was also quite big into that, uh, kind of introduced that as well, was um, Matty, Mattel, uh, the the Matty collectors. Hmm. I think they did some stuff like that as well. Where the I, and cr- uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, folks, because I don't own any of the Matty collector sort of Motu figures, um, but. They did. They had a kind of a design where you could slide 
similar to McFarlane, but with where you could just slide the cardboard out, you could take the figure out, play with it, whatever, put it back in the clamshell, slide the cardboard back in. Yes, it's technically considered open, but I mean, if you wanted to keep them all on your shelf or on a, like a spinner rack or something in your house or whatever, you could still tape them and they would look fine, you know? So I don't, I don't know. know where I sit on, on resealable packaging because then the tendency is to keep the packaging intact and keep it occupying as much space as it ever did. Uh, and that starts becoming a bit of a grind. Um, mm. and, and also, if you look at the Black Series and the G.I. Joe Classified, like if you are keeping them in the box and the boxes are numbered, whew, what an absolute smart bomb that was on Hasbro's part. Because mm. even if you aren't that enamored with all the figures in the series, to have an unbroken run of numbers starts becoming a thing. It's like, okay, I don't really want that other release of Roadblock, but... <laughs> it, I don't well, want the gap either. It certainly <laughs> worked with those Transformers figures back in the day. That, um, yes. That range. I mean, it was beautiful seeing those numbers on the shelf. Like I've still got breaks in my collection. Hey. I don't have... We're talking about the Takara... Dreamwave boxed collection of the early yes. 2000s started with Optimus as zero um, and I forget who was next I think it was the number one was Jazz if I'm not mistaken and then Prowl anyways it ended with Cup I think or Blaster or was it the recolor of Blaster anyway whatever <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about and they look incredible but yeah I don't have Starscream don't have Astro Train, I don't have the mini robots, the collection of uh, Bumblebee, Power Glide, etc. Well, thankfully, hmm. I mean, most of them, I mean, the majority of the line was stuff that we wanted, and it was just an mm. added bonus that you know, such you attractive packaging, you know. Wow. Um, so th that's kind of cool, actually. It's just nice to kind of be a completionist and be happy to be a completionist. Well, then I stand it's by like joy. Paul's, Paul's point that uh, it's something that probably started in Japan. Because I think, yeah, those reissues definitely showed me the joy of beautiful packaging and being able to reinsert the figure into the packaging with absolutely no residual presence. <laughs> mm. It's seamless, collector friendly. Anyways, um, this past week, I had the most fabulous time on uh, on a talk show that that is being hosted at the the sergeant slaughter slaughterhouse these days uh, zazel has become a talk show host and has wonderful varied guests uh he had kelly remus who's robert remus's daughter sergeant slaughter's ah. daughter the other week and this past week uh, he's had myself ken from toy connections and hcc 788 brian lower nice, nice. A, a grand old time and that should be coming out well might even be out by the time you listen to this podcast. So do check out Sergeant Slaughter's Slaughterhouse. The link will be in the description below. Yeah, isn't um, aren't they doing a? Uh, isn't he doing a Cobra Commander giveaway or something? Like, oh yes. If you want to be in the running for a very very nice condition, uh, mail away Murrayface Cobra Commander. Uh, well, check out his channel. Details will be there. Or you can tell us, Paul. I think you, you entered, didn't you? I did enter, but mostly Excellent. for giggles. Yeah. <laughs> you, for giggles. you never know. <laughs> you never know. Well, yeah. 
Uh, I won't say anything. Let's see. Let's see how it goes down first. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. don't jinx I'm it. serious. What were the details? <laughs> okay. Well, the details I'll I can put that down. You have to convince in an email uh, that Ooh. you send uh, to his channel to uh, and please go and check out Slaughterhouse uh, or Sergeant Slaughter Slaughterhouse uh, for all of the details there. But he's got an email address, and you have to convince him. Uh, as to why you would be the best person to guard Cobra Commander while he is being captured. Well, he's been mm. captured by G.I. Joe. Why would you be the best person to stand guard? And um, it will be read out. Clever. Yeah. I like that. So, that is terrific. Nice. So, nice. Nice. All right, gents. What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you playing? Robbie? So this past week, I finished the first season of wheel of time um mm. and overall i was actually i was pretty impressed i mean i've never read the books so i don't have any like hang-ups you know coming into it from like book people because i mean I, I know having watched other tv series where i've been a book person and i come into it and you know you get very upset i think depending on how they've adapted things or you're very happy with it it was a cool series overall and it's kind of got me to acquire the books um <laughs> and I mean, i've started oh, cool, reading cool. it uh at least the first book and it, yeah yeah I'm, I'm pretty into it so far it's fantasy and it's something stephen wouldn't be into um but mm. yeah overall it's, it's pretty cool so far i think it's a good it's an interesting read um i really enjoyed that i also started this series called stay close which is kind of okay. like a mystery mini series it's weird I just couldn't stop watching because there's a weird element, but it's also very serious at the same time. And there's a lot of coincidences where like Twin Peaks, seen, uh, not, not so much Twin Peaks. It has maybe a tiny element of that in there, but in general, it's more like serious. It's more like this is a proper story, but there are kind of slightly weird elements to it. There's like a couple, there's like an assassin couple and they just, they don't feel like they fit into the rest of the show, but somehow you still it still makes sense somehow but sometimes the coincidences stay close yeah it's apparently it's based on a novel by a guy named harlan coben i've, I've never read uh, any of his books um okay. yeah it's interesting and also uh, dark knight and dark knight rises came to netflix so i started watching dark knight again after having mm. not seen it in a couple of years it's it's still such a fantastic movie and the performances mm. are just insane you know, rest in peace, uh, Heath Ledger. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to watching, uh, finishing that and watching Dark Knight Rises. It's weird, though. Once again, Netflix does this thing where it doesn't bring all, everything to the platform. There's yeah, no so Batman the Begins. It's not it on was, there. It's, um, it, it was, Maybe it was there. at some point, but it's like, why does it? Why did you just bring them all out at the same time? They did the no, same exactly. with Austin Powers a while ago. They had the second and third movies, but not the first. Yeah. It's like, it's, how does that work? It's probably because the first one's the more expensive one. <laughs> it could be that, but it's just, it's, it's odd. Um, and also, finally, um, I see they have finally brought Mission Impossible Fallout, the, you know, the most recent uh, Mission Impossible movie, onto Netflix. And I'm looking forward to watching that this week because I have been watching oh, cool. all the other ones uh, in sequence over the last couple of months. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. <laughs> in preparation to see whatever's coming. I mean... How will Tom Cruise attempt to kill himself this time? <laughs> Let's find out. Wow, it's so funny that you mentioned Tom Cruise. Uh, he also snuck into our <laughs> What <laughs> Are You Watching? <laughs> so hey. funny. Uh, yeah, 
Um, yeah, so this past week, Celia and I checked out, uh, for the first time ever, uh, for both of us, Eyes Wide Shut. Um, oh, interesting. Ooh, yeah, it's a movie. Wow. It's, it's a movie. watching. <laughs> yeah, of course, because we, we're busy during the day. We haven't got time to watch stuff during the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, of course. Um, the, my brief I watched that of film it. as a teenager myself with a girl. Uh, we didn't watch the <laughs> film very much at all. <laughs> and I, <laughs> uh, yeah, listen, uh, if there's anybody out here who's really dying to see Nicole Kidman uh, naked in what is arguably her prime, by all means, go and check out the film. She is arguably in her prime um, from a visual perspective. Uh, the film itself, <laughs> there are many. Um, yeah, I didn't think she was that great an actor at that point, in my opinion. But anyway, uh, I don't want to get into that. Uh, I'm sure there are people out there that feel that this film is genius. I I felt that it asked a lot of questions and they were good questions, but I never got the answers I wanted. So that's all I'll say about that because what was more fun than that was watching Maniac. It's a series on Netflix that I've been really digging. It's got uh, Elijah Wood and Emma Stone and it is so poorly advertised because... It came out in 2018 and I've seen the trailers and stuff for it. And I was like, what is this shit? And we just sort of watching it sort of on a whim and it's really good. It's actually really interesting. It's got a very, uh, uh, like very cool kind of retro eighties cyberpunk kind of vibe going for it. Really dig it. Mm. Anyway, guys go and check it out. I don't want to like say too much about it. If you haven't seen it, um, the, the charm is in watching it and in, in experiencing it for your first time. Uh, the Witcher has been cool. I've been watching The Witcher, uh, the second series. It's really great. If you enjoy The Witcher, it's great. If you enjoy fantasy stuff, it's great. I don't think I need to sell The Witcher to anybody. And I've been playing the MechWarrior game in between everything uh, when I get a chance to, when I actually get a chance to play games. Oh, yes. Yes. How the is it? MechWarrior Mech Warrior 5. It's really cool. Listen, it's, I feel it's, it's a lot of game. You know, the, and it's it's a kind of game where you can go in and play like 15 minutes on whatever, do a mission and then carry on doing whatever it is that you were doing. But you will invariably get suck, uh, sucked into it. So you'll be in there in front of your TV for like an hour or your computer. It's cool. It's cool and it's cheap. And you can't go wrong with that. It's it's a lot of fun. It's also got me watching Battletech and that's been really good. <laughs> uh, I haven't watched Battletech in forever. And where are you find it on YouTube? On YouTube, yeah, there's some guy that's released the whole series remastered. Well, when I say remastered, it's just sort of upscaled with the, I think, some kind of AI upscaler because mm. it looks Is it decent. pan and scan? Did they stretch it, stretch the, the whatever, the, the letterbox? No, it's still 4 by 3 hey? It's still 4 oh. by 3 Oh, good. Yeah. Good, good. So, yeah, so that, that's been great. Uh, it's not the best cartoon in the world, but certainly not a bad one. There's some very good story ideas and very interesting lore stuff that's going on in there. It's a pity that, that it's only 12 episodes long. So, yeah, so that's been my media consumption for the week. <laughs> oh, for the last two weeks, actually, to be fair. So I'm cool. grateful for the woman in my life because it does allow me it, it she does allow me an opportunity to get a handle on media or pop culture that i never would have given a second glance to Ooh. so i have consumed a fair bit of wheel of time thanks to kim having it on and another thing that kim tends to have on a lot is doctor who 
what Ooh. when did this fascination start i don't know but i i can see the appeal and i also see why it's such a mass appeal that it it attracts both male and female audience um, which one are you watching so and families clever. as well yeah i mean of course which, so yeah, which yeah well sorry. now i yeah. understand why you needed an amy pond action figure so badly paul when we oh, were yeah. uh, in the united states and you saw one at kokomo toys um yeah she's a feisty little redhead and i only learned very recently she plays nebula karen uh, gillam mm. love her she's terrific yeah lots of fun mm. oh cool so you're watching like the tenant series and the uh, no we're just doing matt, matt smith. smith at the moment oh, okay. um but he's the popular uh, one with the with the ladies oh really no. yeah that baby face and that bouncy bouffant bouncy. hair <laughs> <laughs> bouncy where was i going with that oh god <laughs> um okay but for my part i watched um i have been tucking into cobra kai season four is it four yes. yeah i believe it's, it's four right. yeah yeah i mean they're already clamoring for a season five so i mean this this show shows, shows no signs of slowing down in spite of all the best ideas being in the first season and now it's just like wash rinse repeat bring in another member of uh, the cast of the you know the original film <laughs> um but it's it's fun and it's it's something that's not too taxing on one's brain and has that kind of delightful disney channel or nickelodeon charm that makes you feel young again so yeah, yeah. It's, it's good it's great um but on the other side of the coin the very serious cinematic side watch don't look up and um it's it's a troubling film uh, and that's that's before you realize what it's an allegory to um so yeah it, it's left a bit of a, a sadness with me a lingering like haunting i don't know i i kind of I, I wouldn't say i engaged with it as much as i could have but you know it does even on the surface really kind of stay with you but the more you think about what it's kind of trying to uh, the message that it's trying to convey about how society is absolutely blind to how we are destroying ourselves. Um, mm. It's, it's, it's terrifying. Mm. <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone who isn't um, able to palate cleanse like the horrors of, of this world. And exactly. How, so how, now how, I'm not sure if I want to watch it. <laughs> we are so ill-equipped, my friends. We are, like Agent Smith said in The Matrix, we are not mammals. We are a virus. We just yeah. destroy. We use up. We, <laughs> anyways. Let me not continue to drag the mood down any further. <laughs> just be warned oh that Don't Look Up is not a film to be watched for a bit of levity. And I'm not saying it's not light. It is. It is absolutely off the wall, zany, with a stellar cast, all doing incredible work. Like bloody Kate Blanchett, man, is she's incredible, incredible. She's always so great. Yeah, yeah. But particularly, <laughs> particularly in this role, um, Leo, who I I never can watch, like without, like he always breaks me out of it. He's amazing, but he's always going to be Leonardo DiCaprio, and so ah it's it's always like a, a fourth wall breaking moment when i see him in the lead because i'm like this motherfucking leonardo dicaprio it's a case <laughs> where 
the celebrity, almost like Tom Cruise in a sense. You stop seeing the role and you just see the man. But mm. this is a very personal message to him. And um, I, I'm glad it's him in the lead. Like, it could be no other. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is also incredible. And I hate to say it, but I'm also now becoming a Timothy Chalamet fr- uh, fan. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. Like one of those fangirls meandering into Dune. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's a treat and does, does incredible work. Anyways, that's enough from our geojoberg media section um hopefully there's some recommendations coming out of that or or maybe some anti-recommendations maybe you want to steer clear of some of these shows and films because of us the topic gentlemen so this comes to us from our buddy sam uh, who wrote in on the postbox the pit line um a real south african hero gmail.com and called us on the bad phone (laughs) <laughs> indeed <laughs> he recently rewatched one of our cobra convergence videos where we uh basically rated and reviewed every single cobra blue item in our collection it just so happened that that year the theme for cobra convergence was cobra blue so i mean it was a no-brainer let's just do them all uh we did the rattler we did various cobra commanders we did vipers troopers Everything that we had to hand that was blue. I don't think we had a ferret at the time. We didn't have a televiper, but for the most part, we had everything else. Sam reckons we should do the same thing, but with the colors red, black, purple. We could indeed attempt that in a YouTube video format, but I think just to break the ice and sink our teeth into it, what do the three members of G.I. Joburg regard as the finest examples of these colors in Cobra? And the most infamous examples of these colors represented in Cobra. So I don't know quite how we're supposed to do this, except I'm going to play a little game at least with myself and say that we will unanimously regard the Battle Android Trooper as one of the finest black entries. Yes. And probably let's the just, Night wow. Raven as well. Yes. Let's just not have those in our lists. I mean, they oh, are good. Okay. Oh, Lord. Uh, then then my- I'm going to go into a <laughs> go into a limb. Sorry, Rob, did we usurp your choices? Oh, boo-hoo-hoo. Well, you can certainly mention them anyways. But would you guys say that the His Tank rates in that number? It's an icon, yes. But is it the top-rated Cobra vehicle character dressed in black? I think it has a chance. I, I, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm worried that maybe there's a bit of His Tank fatigue at the moment oh absolutely (laughs) yeah um uh so yeah it's difficult to say like i although it is a mainstay in everybody's collections i i don't i I don't think there are many gi joe fans out there that are like i hate the his tank kind of feels like it would be something that would find itself comfortably in most people's collections have they you know joined this podcast today it's (laughs) it's a basic vehicle so it'll never be a like a like a showcase piece like a night raven because how can it compete with something like the, you know the majesty the beauty the the cost <laughs> of a cobra night raven but does that not give points in its favor like is the his tank not good because it fits a budget you know it's a simpler no, toy th- than a mobat you can kind of army build them hmm. Hmm. i think yeah okay let, let's keep it in the running I think mm-hmm. keep it in the running. I think that, I don't know. I just feel like 
I kind of feel like the Night Raven and the Bat are kind of untouchable. Unless you yeah. really dislike them for some reason, then I really want to hear about that. Well, um, I I think the drop-down cockpit is problematic on the Night Raven. Yeah, it doesn't kill the whole toy for me, though. <laughs> and I think there's a better way of dropping ordnance out of the belly of the craft than that slider. Certainly less breakable ways. Uh, but we've got some early predictions by Railroad, who says... In the black category, Iron Grenadiers version 1 and the Stinger. Ha. This comes back to a conversation that I had with Action Robot Punch on a YouTube on comments Facebook. thread. Oh, YouTube. I mean on YouTube, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not a fan of repaints or recolors, and he said that the Stinger kind of falls into that category. And I, I challenged him a bit on that. Uh, and my reason being that, like, it's just such a good basis vehicle. And Cobra really beefed up the aggression points on it by giving it that really mongrel, sharp bull bar and making those missiles as large and as ostentatious as they are. Okay, I don't think those were points I used in the thread, but I just wanted to say that certain recolors really, really work uh, and certain recolors don't. For instance, I mean, my most recent example being the Conquest. Uh, being pythonized love 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 that and yeah the stinger it fulfills a place um as just an all-round utility kind of vehicle like a, a jeep is a jeep is a jeep it's ubiquitous cobra dress it one way gi joe dress it another way and cobra would get an off-road vehicle later on in the, the shape of the stun but i defy most fans to say that they prefer stuns to stingers saws kicking it old school baby Anyways, <laughs> let's flip the script. We'll come back to black. Let's start with red. Red, the color of bloodshed. And I'm gonna... I'm gonna make first blood the Crimson God. <laughs> hey. Oh. Yeah, no, you, you just can't beat that uniform for just the intricacy of it. The fact that this mm. design really showed so much care attention to detail and love it's timeless it's untouchable it is one of the finest uses of that color palette and dishonorable mention immediately to it being completely mishandled in python patrol <laughs> <laughs> to the point where they don't even bother with adding a paint app to the the view plate like this guy crimson how does god <laughs> ghost face killer but uh, I'm wondering if we doubled up on that one. Anyone else got the Crimson God as their red fave? Guilty. Yep. Whoa. Good. Yeah. He got yeah. you, did he? Is that unanimous? No? No. no. Okay. No, not at all. Do you hate the Crimson God, Rob? No, no, I wouldn't say I hate him. <laughs> I, I, I would say... Um, I would say he's awesome, but he's, he's definitely not my, my fave, fave, fave. Mm, okay. Like my, my what, top red. What tops Crimson God in the well, red palette? For me, it would actually be um it would be Wild Weasel. I think he's huh. so much cooler. And he I think it also has to do with there's just that one G. issue G. of um of of G.I. Joe. That one comic book where he's, you know, facing up against Ace. It just he it just comes across as so awesome. And mm. this figure also has like a ton of detail maybe not as much as the crimson guard 
but I mean, even has a little cool little coif, like, um, you know, like a scarf or whatever up by his neck there. He just feels like he's full of himself. Um, he knows he's the best. And I just like the detailing, you know, that the, the outfit is intricate. The intricacy of those knee boards. Like yeah, that's that 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 pushes it almost past the Crimson God. Like the Crimson God has a nice big cobra symbol, and also that awesome triangular wreathed. No, I'm God not disagreeing, but it's not my favorite. I think I think Wild Weasel definitely is my favorite. I just like yeah, yeah, he feels no, baggy. I, I, he feels. I'm supporting you on this one. I'm saying real. those knee boards are like they're mind blowing. The level of detail on those knee yeah. boards. I mean, they've mm. reused that a couple of other times. I think for other figures, didn't they? Like for conceptually, um... yes, yeah. The knee boards are present on Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider, uh, okay. um, Gyro not Viper, back, not Backblast. What's his name? Uh, uh, yeah, Backblast. Yeah, Backblast. Is it Backblast? Yeah, okay, yeah. there we go. Say Backblast. Thank you. Gy yeah. Gyro Viper's got one <laughs> as well. Yes, he does. And, but um... none as as detailed as Wild Weasels. You're absolutely right. I the first Wild Weasel I ever got had paint wear on those points. And I, oh. I I mourned that fact. Like, I tried to etch them in using a very fine brush, but I, I couldn't. I mean, you can't beat factory tempo. Yeah, yeah so he's, he's, he's definitely my fave. Good pick. Hell yeah, dude. All right, he's Darren's got our back. For me. With, uh, for Red, he loves the Crimson God Immortal and uh, the Cobra Piranha as a vehicle. Mm. nice love mm. for the little guy and that's a great segue for me because uh you're gonna my mention other, the hydrofoil the hydrofoil <laughs> gotta be guys <laughs> hey what a fantastic else vehicle quite like it i can't nah. even find my picture of it i had one somewhere that's there. how excited steven is you know, <laughs> to talk about it he's just he's, he's lost his pictures away mm -hmm. fumbles <laughs> it's fun in any case Everybody knows what the Moray looks like, and it is just what Six. the hell was early '80s GI Joe design and engineering <laughs> team smoking? What like were they coked up to the gills and just pumping out the greatest work of their lives? Because it's out of control, man. That vehicle, even down to the damn lens, like these were hmm. surpassing surpassing toys. These were model kits, playable model kits. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's like things in there that aren't even play features, like you just said, the, the the searchlight. I mean, it's there. It's a separate piece. You put it on, you can turn it around, but it's it's not a gun, you know. But it adds more detail to the hydrofoil itself. Ah, Ooh. good times. Stunning, indeed. Oh, I found my picture. Out of my studio. Hey, you should definitely add that to Basecamp Bravo. Yeah, you need oh. it. I love that toy. Absolutely the fact that it. Ron yeah. loved it enough to to put his signature on it, like the R, isn't that to to denote Ron Rudat? Think so. I think so. I, I'm yeah, not be honest. That's a bit so. of trivia. I'm not privy to. <laughs> I mean, the I only love... knocks. I mean, the the back guns aren't as detailed as they might be. They're flimsy, and when you've got four guys back there, it's a bit crowded. I would stop at two. And also, those missiles or torpedoes that go into that box that flip up, neat mechanism, all very fine and well, but they've never fit well. They always kind of like have to be twisted at a weird angle. 
it makes you think like, am I doing this right? You question yourself. But beyond that, jeez, mm. what a masterclass. What an intricate toy. Do you have one, Paul? You do, hey? Yeah. Have you ever yeah, tried yeah, floating I it? I, it float? I have. It doesn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't. Okay, well, that, I guess that's, that's a knock as well. It's the only knock to it is that it doesn't really float. For a boat, it just doesn't float. Um, and I need to get decals for mine because it really is missing that beautiful snake motif on the side of it, on the bow. Is it the bow? Yeah. Yes. And yes. how amazing that they've dusted that snake decal off and used it for the piranha. Such wonderful synergy between the two red Cobra watercraft. I would say aside from, and I mean, I don't want to like be the party pooper here. I'd say the only thing that actually bugs me more than it not being able to float is just that the big torpedoes, they fall off pretty easily, depending on how old your moray is. Mm. Um, yeah. But uh, other than that, man, oh, dude, it's a, it's a beautiful vehicle. It, it's one of the best toys in my collection, so... Get yourself yeah. a re-release. I mean, you know, those, 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 those what are they called? Those, t <laughs> I want to oh, keep geez. saying sub, -t sub Tito's, but they're torpedoes. <laughs> those hold on tight. Get yourself yeah, one of those do... cool ones. Hey? What are you talking about, Rob? The torpedoes, they hold on better on the, on the, he's saying like for the older ones, you know, depending on how old the, the vehicle is, the torpedo doesn't, you know, hold on very well. I think I got. I mean, that they've re-released but... this thing like half a dozen times. True. Um, there's yeah, that there's really a cool one, one in 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 the um where, where they did that weird thing with the plastic. Oh, the GI Joe moray. Yeah. When it's just like a night <laughs> night force moray <laughs> with a uh, beachhead and flint. Yeah. Okay. I've yeah, got you it. can just re repaint it. You know, if you, I don't love it, but I don't it. hate it. Yeah. I'm like in the middle with it when Steve. Uh, I, I don't know if you remember, you brought it up here to Joe Boog the one time. Oh, yeah. I had quite a lot of fun with it. It was great. Um, and I think uh, part of its charm is that it makes for a great vehicle that Cobra would steal back. And it was good <laughs> to put all my dreadnoughts on it. <laughs> so, you Especially know. with that swirly paint job. Well, personal story to me, the Moray was bought for me on my 21st birthday by my good buddy Rob, who ordered it from an online e-tailer called Dr. Tongue's Toys. And that kickstarted our, our purchasing of vehicles online. Like before yeah. that point, we had stopped short of vehicles because just the risk of shipping a big box from the United States to South Africa. But uh, we, we definitely opened Pandora's box after the Moray because yeah, from that point onwards, we were buying up his entire catalog of toys yeah for sure and he always mm. he always packaged them so well i mean <laughs> no he didn't ridiculously well no i thought he did i mean like okay he yes he dumped the vehicles in a big box filled with like um you know with little, uh, peanuts packing peanuts, peanuts. but like, like the vehicles loose in a big <laughs> box surrounded by packing peanuts like but that's fine though it's I in the middle at <laughs> yeah. the bottom <laughs> but i mean i just think like our our tomahawk and whale we're rubbing up against each other that whole way. <laughs> yeah, sure. They were kind of in the middle, but like they, they came shift. out fine on the other end. You know, I think you know. I don't think we had any horror stories from anything from him. So whatever he was doing, he was you know, he knew what he was doing. Oh jeez, yeah. I shudder to think. I'm so OCD now. 
that uh, that kind of cowboy packaging would probably get some neutral feedback at the at the mo at the least at the least um, <laughs> anyways dishonorable mention for the color red i don't think anyone's going to oppose me when i say the cobra rat in spite of having cool box <laughs> art and looking quite fun in catalog images certainly it's a pretty hollow affair and rat fans out there are few and far between you can see the potential but man the toy was an utter disappointment i still don't have one I'm crushed that it sucks as badly as it does. Uh, reviews like Hooded Cobra Commanders have opened my eyes to uh, the fact that this this emperor wears no clothing. <laughs> There's nothing underneath <laughs> it. It's half a coil <laughs> at that. Um, and it looks like um, an iron. Now that I see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah, it yeah. does It does look a bit like an iron or some kind of like corner. It looks like that Bosch, you know, that little sander that Bosch does. That's, that's called the mouse. And it's a little like handheld corner sander. It's got like a little. <laughs> the it looks rat like looks this like thing. mouse. Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's oh, some right. great comments here uh, in the comments that I just want to share quickly. Hans Chow is red Stella Stiletto and Destro's Dominator. Ooh. Interesting. The Stella Stiletto mm. is very cool. Uh, definitely agree on that. Is one. it a top tier though? Ah, mm. sorry, Hans. I'm I'm gonna oppose you on that one. Like. I mean, like what you like, buddy. But also, the Dominator, I've I've seen it in the in the flesh, and it looks just as cheap as it does in photographs. Oh. But oh, feel free to, to 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 poke holes in my argument. Like, I've I've been wrong once already. Um, yeah, man. In fact, let me know in the comments if I if I'm barking up the wrong tree and I think that those vehicles are trash when they're actually treasure. Tell me about it. Vil Vilify uh, me and um, and 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 make Hans reign victorious. <laughs> <laughs> um, Snow uh, Snowcat Ron says his favorites are the Crimson God for red, the Baroness for black, and the Techno Viper for purple. Uh, mm. We haven't gotten there yet, but uh, yeah, those are good choices. Crimson Gods, I think they're great. Oof, I think Darren I'm would just like to remind Baroness, us that. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Darren Cobb would just like to remind us that the piranha floats. Uh, Chasing <laughs> 80s, and I love this. Thank you, Chasing 80s. Uh, honorable mention for the Cobra Pogo. I really like that vehicle. Just bought one. Dude, I love me the Cobra Pogo. That is such a great toy. The Devil Dustbin is entrenched deeply in my heart. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just great. So that's that's some of the comments that have popped in now already. Um so yeah, what if what are the rest of your reds, guys? Before we get well, I'll, I'll I'll mention my worst red. So I think okay, some some of mine are actually like repaints, but they but they're like repaints when I'm like, why did you do this in such a way that it it, it doesn't honor the original? I mean, sometimes you look at repaints and it's kind of like okay, that I can understand where why you would go there. You know, you kind of you adding them to a new sub team or something like that. But the one that I was just absolutely, I just thought was just so stupid was in 2002, they did an eight pack. And one of those figures that came out in the eight pack was Undertow version three. Hmm. I don't know how you get to this, this figure from the original figure. Because it is absolutely yeah. awful. And the accessories it comes with, actually this entire eight pack comes with just the worst accessories. Like <laughs> they, It's like they just threw accessories in, in there to just have accessories in there. Um, yeah, he doesn't Please look like tell he's me ready. he has a mask. Please no, he doesn't. He comes... This what? is what he comes with. This is it. 
a gun, a chainsaw, and a bloody backpack. How do you go from this? From this? This is perfection. You cannot, you cannot, you can't get better than this. To Mm. this. I was going to venture one explanation. (laughs) That being that the Cobra Divers in the Mass Device had red wetsuits, I think. But the fact that this version of Undertow doesn't even come with his mask. It comes that with, takes that off the table. Ridiculous. Like the entire the entire box set is just horrendous. But like, how do you go from like this is so good? Like <laughs> anything you do after this is just worse. Mm. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 ridiculous. So that, that that's my worst red because I couldn't find one in the original series. At least to me, mm. that was like a bad red figure or a bad red vehicle. I mean, Stephen, you found um, one. Um, I, I, th- oh, I just have, have stumbled onto Wild Boar. He's he's pretty uninspired. I know. But hey, no, I was gonna that that would be my pick. I freaking hate that <laughs> like, toy. Maybe if he was in Tron, he would be really cool. But like, no, <laughs> not even in Tron. <laughs> you know what adds insult to injury with this whole toy? It's just so badly designed. I mean, firstly, you've got a a, a, a tab <laughs> on his arm that is going to be broken. Every time you're going to get one of these, something's, it's always going to be broken. It's just annoying. And I mean, yeah, fine. There are better toys that have that same problem. But I don't know. When this is its only feature, wow, my helmet plugs into my arm. Woohoo! <laughs> just, wow! He's like a um, discount bane. Oh. Yes, dude. He's just—he just looks like such—he's like the skid mark of Cobra, man. He's just <laughs> not that skid mark sucks, but he is kind of like yeah. You know, he's just like that kind of toy, and his belt. What's up with that belt? And well, no, just like the skid mark of Cobra Destro's forces. He never has to leave the vehicle. He was included with the you know, well, Destro's Razorback, and so you know, just shuffle him into those seats. Unfortunately, you will always be able to see him because there's a lot of glass on that vehicle. And it's yellow, right? So, yeah. Sticks out. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Before we get yeah. too further away, too too much further away from uh, the color red, of course, Hans is shot back with his reasons for enjoying the po- enjoying the Stellar Stiletto and the Dominator. For the Dominator, he says, it was a tank that turned into a helicopter. Fair enough. Enough said. Uh, and like then, to, not, yeah. when it comes to the, the, the Stellar Stiletto, he said it was his only Cobra Jet. So he has many fond memories of that craft. It also had a fold-out tail that allowed it to take off like a rocket. Yes. Well, no, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. I think it's cool. But I wanted to quickly do like a small rundown just on my side, just you know, just because I took the time and took photos. So I'd like to at least show them off. <laughs> um, so of course, I mean, show the listeners, God Paul. Show the listeners is an absolute fave. <laughs> and thank you to Jason Merrill for this one. Uh, long ago, uh, this was gifted to me. Uh, along with uh, a few other things at Stephen's wedding. So absolutely love the Crimson Guard. Um, and then a great, another great red Cobra toy. And, I, and I'm and i going to be upfront. I didn't choose any vehicles because I was just like, I don't want to go into that quagmire in my brain. But I think somebody that needs a lot, uh, like a lot of mention is this bad boy, the Royal Guard. <clears throat> this is a, is a really great red Cobra toy figure and i love it i love all the detail exactly i love it's it's got great accessories it's just so cool it's so gnarly and i think it rescues that three pack in the biggest way 
Like it's your version doesn't seem to have great accessories though. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't pose him with these accessories. <laughs> I mean, I just wanted him to pop out here. But he's a great, great toy, and I felt like he needed to be mentioned. And uh, yes, and then we've already seen Wild Boar, which you know has already had way mm -hmm. too much screen time. So I'm just going to put that away. Um, so those would be my red choices. So Rob, did you have another red choice that you liked, or what? What, what, what were your two red choices? I, I feel like I didn't hear that. No, no. Um. So my 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 top choice was Wild Weasel, and then my my bottom choice was Undertow. I mean, I I agree that the Crimson Guard is absolutely amazing. Um, Crimson Guard Immortal is probably not one of my favorites, uh, but um. I, I can really agree that it's feet. a really good figure, but uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe a bit, bit too much silver. But um, if you like him, you like him. That's cool. You know, you want to be cool. immortal. No AVAC. No love for the AVAC in here. No hate for the AVAC. It's okay, I guess. Small head. <laughs> okay. Small head. Once again, that's also why I like Wild Weasel. It looks like the helmet is actually on a head. You know, right? Like it feels like it's it's large enough to actually fit onto a proper head. Um, I think that's that's probably why I prefer him above some other red characters as well. GI Gary says Stiletto is a gem. No, we we definitely agree on I, that one. I I think it's a cool vehicle, but like there's not enough space stuff. At least, especially in the early part of the line, where you're kind of like, okay, now I'm in space with the stiletto. What am I doing now? Am I attacking uh, it with my targets? I mean, is it, you know, Destro versus Cobra in space? I mean, uh, there's also... Well, Cobra yes. versus the Defiant. Well, yeah, the mm. Defiant as well, but it's just Oof. like... It's not enough stuff in space, I think. They should have done more stuff early on with space. And then, they you know, they try and do it later on, but then it's only repaints and then robots. I, I just think... think that, like, the, the Stellar Stiletto, to me, if I'm to be critical of it... And this is something that Hooded Cobra Commander raised in, in his review, that it's got a lot of exposed engine detail for something that is supposed to be designed to be a re-entry vehicle. I mean, if it was dedicated to staying only in space, then having those hoses, the exposed engine, uh, that just it just makes it look like the Millennium Falcon in a sense. You know, it's just mm. these bits of engine greeblies on show because you're in a kind of a zero-G environment with very little friction. But if you're building yeah. something that needs to you know, achieve escape velocity, fly into space from Earth's surface, and then come back down to Earth. Yeah, it's, be a it's lot got... of shielding. But well, don't get me wrong; I think it's a really cool looking toy. I'm not saying it's not not a good toy. I'm just thinking at the time, it's just that versus the Defiant. You had to be a very rich kid on Christmas <laughs> to get yourself the Defiant, and then have a couple of stilettos. It's more like you versus your friends. You know, you know, or. or you, you, know, you have that one friend who got the Defiant and everyone else gets stilettos and they all attack him because they hate him for having the Defiant. Being, <laughs> being separated from my collection really makes me appreciate the the budget pieces in, of, of the G.I. Joe line. So something the size of the Stellar Stiletto gives you all the fun of a spacecraft at a fraction of the cost. Mm. So you can play out those space adventures with Star Viper um, and yet... It's a very basic small toy. So yeah, I mean, it's so basic it doesn't even have landing gear. I know it's neat that it lands on its tail, but come on, like I'd, I'd almost, I'd prefer to have some wheels um, to land on. But hey, whatever, man. Um, as I say, fits the budget. And if you are kind of away from home, as I am, 
toys like that very very quickly become quite attractive. Shall we move to purple, gentlemen? Purple, purple, purple. Pur, pur. The high watermarks of the purple color scheme have got to include the Cobra Mamba. What a signature piece. Yeah, what a unique, for sure. <laughs> unique design. I'm going to uh, I'm going to guess that this is unanimously held between all three of us. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yes, but I like I mentioned that. earlier, I didn't put any vehicles in my list. Purely. Yeah, but if you ha if you did, yeah. it would only be there. It would totally be there. Yeah. Mm. That intermeshing blade thing is crazy. And then you realize it actually exists. There are yeah. functioning helicopters that use it. <laughs> Just mind -blowing. Those crazy bastards. They actually did it. They took the design of the Mamba and made it into a real helicopter. <laughs> yeah, Rob, Yo, Joe. You, you troll. You giant. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's exactly what they did. G.I. Joe inspired <laughs> helicopter. Exactly. They saw this and they were like, okay, if it works on a toy, maybe we can make it work in real life. It's like how Star Trek influenced a lot of stuff in real life. This is an instance where G.I. Joe did the same. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, look, it's it's it has its finickitiness, its awkwardness. Like, certainly the cockpit capacity leaves something to be desired. Like, it's a struggle for O-ring figures to get in there. Got to crunch their legs. Sometimes remove helmets. But just for its sheer uniqueness and the fact that it kind of stands alone for a long time as like a more substantial cobra attack helicopter mm -hmm. like you can have a, a cloud of fangs but they don't really stack up to a dragonfly whereas the mamba exceeds the dragonfly's capabilities and then some it's got two bloody jet pods or rocket pods i mean this thing brings its own very quick air support so it's 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 a whole lot of fun and i can imagine as you've often uh, mentioned paul like if you've got two mates and you've only got one vehicle this is the kind of vehicle you want to pick because yeah. everyone has something to play with exactly yep no it's a goodie so and i love the that... feature mm. oh yes of course the fact that it has a spinning knob as well like you know, it, it facilitates how to play with the feature. Mm -hmm. Spin its knob. <laughs> anyway, Rob, Sir. what's your? Are you weighing in on any purple? <laughs> what 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 purple-headed monsters are you bringing to this party? So, um, cool. So, my probably my absolute favorite purple figure. Um, I mean, there's so much to choose from. I mean, you got Techno Viper. Um, Techno Viper, um, but my absolute favorite one is the Hydro Viper. I think the Hydro Viper is just... <laughs> I was waiting for one of you guys it's, to bring him up. It's mm. fantastic. It feels so Cobra. It feels so menacing. Um, we've, I think we've, we've talked forever on, on the figure. Um, it's a fantastic figure. It's so well detailed. It's so cool that his helmet has, has two little pipes instead of just one. It kind of fits the aesthetic of what they were doing with the figure. And they even they even went so far as to waste his entire left hand on that cool <laughs> webbing. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. And he comes with a manta ray. And he comes with a manta <laughs> and like his fins are even like cool soft like like soft plastic. Um rubbery plastic. Um and I think that's really cool. I think overall it's an absolute win. 
Um, you have the more kind of grounded, more real world eels. And then you have these guys, you know, who kind of, it's exceptionally menacing. I would not go up against these guys in the water any day of the week. This yeah, is this is definitely my absolute water. fave. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hydro. I don't think I can add much to that other than say there will be a forthcoming review on the Hydro oh, Viper. Geotropic will drop perhaps this week. <laughs> a review that nobody asked for. Yeah, thank you for the <laughs> review voice. Um, but this figure is of particular importance to me and I'll let the review do my talking for me. <laughs> well, so. this, it's, it's, that's amazing that, that, that we, we're talking about these figures now and soon something else is going to come out. So go check that out, guys. Tell us how, <laughs> cool, how cool it really is. Ooh, I'm going to throw a bit of a weird one into the mix now. Oh. <laughs> Purple figure that I think is really rad. It's my first mm -hmm. choice. It's this bad boy over here. Aha! Interesting. Bender. Wow. <coughs> this must be a childhood pick. Yeah. I want to do version one. Uh, okay, so sadly, I don't own this figure yet. That's why I had to use a stock image. But uh, version You're speaking one about is just... Battle Core Dr. Mindbender. Yes. Come on, Paul. Yeah. Radio. Yeah, radio. So, radio. So the one that we're on, like the one that we're looking at, is version two Mindbender, the yellow and purple one, the the one I like to associate with the Mega Marines and that whole vibe. Um, mm, the one HCC likes to take pot shots at with his spring-loaded missile launchers. Probably. Uh, yeah, that's that's no, true. Hey, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I really like the design on this toy. I really like the purple and the yellow. It's just a lot of win. Uh, I know that in some people's eyes, this guy is complete garbage, and that's totally cool. I could have gone for the original Mindbender. I just felt that it was a bit on the nose for purple figures um, because it's kind of a given he's one of the best purple-clad Cobra units out there. Uh, so this one was fun. And, uh, yeah, um, uh, I'm very excited about having one of these in my collection one day. And it's probably that's why it's on my list because it's on the top of my mind as, like, a winner. And then another one I wanted to bring to the party, and I'm sure you guys have all done this, and this is, I mean, if we're talking about, about on the nose, this guy, Techno, Techno Viper. Techno Viper. It's so cool. Like, Techno Viper has always been a great figure. Even his modern era uh, incarnation is a great toy. Uh, such So much win in this. Uh, the head, I know for some people, they might feel the head is a bit too big. Uh, I don't. I used to. It used to bug me. But then, I don't know. My my vintage toy appreciation eyes have come to to really dig him, and uh, yeah, Techno Viper. I guess all they the way. just weren't able to in the you know vintage toy construction get the fin design of the mask mm. like the card. You know, it, it it winds up being very rounded, whereas I think the Techno Viper, at least the design sheet, the art that was produced for the sculptors, was that kind of layered terraced like fin like overlapping fin fin structures mm. am i making uh, any sense mm. yeah, yeah you are making sense it when is, translated it into the plastic it becomes a rounded shape as opposed to these jagged thin pieces of steel or look like steel at least and uh yeah and he's just great and he forms a great function you know in your in your play times i mean he can fix you know he can fix uh cobra vehicles he can be a hacker. He can be a computer terminal guy. You know, he's he's a lot of roles, and it just makes for a great, fun toy to play with. And 
you know, there's enough purple on him to put him on this list, so be good. G.I. Yeah. Joe needed an equivalent to the the Techno Viper. Just like yeah. support staff to be battlefield mechanics. Mm-hmm. Breakdown repairmen. And when and they're not fixing have... stuff, they can be occupying stations on vehicles. Exactly. Yep. And if you guys have ever played a game like Battlefield, one of the classes in the Battlefield games is an engineer, like a combat engineer. And they're great because you can use, you know, if you play one of those characters, you can re- you, you can run around behind a tank or something and keep repairing the tank while the tank like does like Boku damage. <laughs> or you can fi- sneak into the enemy bases and sabotage theirs, you know. Or while they're busy killing everybody, you're just like, you know, they're like a little parasite going, <laughs> you know, it's great. Um, and I think that even elevated the ro- role of the Techno Viper for me when I played Battlefield all those many moons ago, Battlefield 2 and 3. So, yeah. Also, uh, who do we hate that's purple? Or I feel like I feel like we haven't seen Rob, I mean, Steven's choices before we even talk about purple hate. Uh, like we've, we've look, I, I'm... The Hydra Viper and the Mumbo are my two sort of tent poles. Um, Railroad mentions the Saw Viper, who I feel the action figure never really lived up to his importance (laughs) in the comic book. Uh, I don't know if the Saw Viper's action figure always felt a little underwhelming to me. And while, like, he shouldn't necessarily be hulking large... The figure always seemed very thin and quite sleek and svelty. And I know it's a realistic enough body proportion, but like I kind of wanted him to be more of a heavy, not just a heavy machine gunner, but a heavy set dude. Yeah. Um, and I know that there was no real way to ad- accurately do like a five o'clock shadow, but so much of what made comic book Saw Viper so badass was the fact that he didn't seem to care too much about personal grooming which is quite uh refreshing from someone in cobra mm. like and who's not a dreadnought is what i should say yeah yeah i think that's so, an instance where, where where the characterization of a specific saw viper in the comic books kind of overshadows the represent representation in the in the toys of a yeah. figure mm-hmm. you know um where you want to own the figure version of that specific saw viper while the saw viper is a great toy but it doesn't represent what if you had read the current books what sky is you know and, and his place in the the history of gi joe i feel what also hurts saw viper actually is the color palette oh if purple hmm. was reserved for like the freak shows of cobra like you know the the the, 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 the more like science fictiony kind of characters the Hydra Vipers, the Techno Vipers, Tele Viper even, I suppose, falls under the umbrella, uh, Voltar. These kind of guys who are more machine than man or somehow, you know, otherwise altered. Uh, that works for me. Whereas a guy who's really just shuffling himself into a Viper squad as the heavy gunner should probably have more Viperish colors. And I know, like, Purple was probably left on the table in the milieu of, like, the Night Vipers and the Heat Vipers and every color under the sun vipers so like it makes up this rather mixed bag of colors but like i don't know purple purple for the machine gunner really really it didn't help that his machine gun was also problematic it was oh, just it not scaled so badly it's not scaled to him at all 
So what horrible. do you do? As a vintage purist, do you substitute it in with, you know, another toy line's um, M249? Is that the name of the saw? Yeah, whatever. I think so, yeah. I don't know, guns. Um, anyways, do you substitute it in with another squad automatic weapon or or do you try and keep it and make it work even though it's so big that its handles exceed the, the length of its bipod? Huh? How? <laughs> the, the, the bullet belt feeds into the stock. What? What's going on? Anyways, <laughs> I, I guess there's just so many things that, that, that bump this figure down a notch that like it irritates me. It could be so much better. What do you guys so, feel about the Night Creeper? I love the Night Creeper. It's one yeah, of my favorites. Yeah, I'd agree. Night yeah. Creeper is pretty cool. I just couldn't decide if I wanted to put him in Camp Purple or Camp Red. So I just like <laughs> left him out. <laughs> but he's, he's great. Night Vipers are awesome. I think it was Night Creeper. Night Creeper. Night Vipers are pretty Viper. cool too. Sorry, my bad. I meant Night Creeper. I, I think it was too early for a, a figure in 1990 to be reusing accessories. Like the fact that it came with Snake Eyes' backpack bugs me because it so clearly is not made for the sword that it accommodates. Like that mm. wavy sword mm. oh, is yeah, a real much. big peg snapper. So while I love the Night Creeper's design, it's phenomenal. Um, we are talking about our favorite purple toys here. So got to dock some points there. <laughs> and also like, huh? how, does, how does the crossbow actually function? And if this is a high-tech ninja using like laser devices and very sophisticated things, file card quote, file card quote, file card quote, um, why does he not come with anything sophisticated? Isn't it the, all like, meant to be in his helmet though? In his optics? I don't know. Like they make it sound <laughs> like, I mean, okay, talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to call up his, his file card. Well, while you're read. doing that, yeah, let me dig into mm. the comments because there's some great ones here. Um, so, Chasing 80s mentioned the Cobra Imp is a nice addition too for the Reds. Uh, yes and, like for me, yes and no. I think it's a cool vehicle. <laughs> I just don't think it's powerful enough to be on my, on my top list, but I do think it's a cool toy. Don't get me it's wrong. It's got that great steampunk aesthetic. Like, like, it looks like a tank from the First World War. Yeah. Look at all those like riveted armor like angles. Because mm. he said on the imp, it's a shame the tracks didn't move, but they are easy enough to pick up an army build. And that's when I really uh, like the look of them when in full force. Yeah. Okay. So more than one is definitely going to sell that vehicle. It's, um, having a, a column of those is going to look great. Uh, I can see the wind there. And yeah, make uh, them being easy to pick up. That does actually affect us, especially nowadays, you know. Um, Bard says he's on duty right now and he's sneaking uh, sneaking on while taking a seminar. <laughs> uh, Hans Char was like, it's really just the mumbo. I mean, he's like, what else? Techno Viper? Dude, of course, Techno Viper is awesome. Um, you know, there's lots of great purple stuff in Cobra. Uh, as mentioned earlier, I suppose. Yeah, there's, 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 a few, there's a few wins there. I happen to like the Fang too. And there's a comment about that a little bit later. Uh, but wonders why the mamba went purple and not blue. Uh, honestly, I think uh, I think there was enough blue stuff in Cobra, so giving it uh, to us in purple was a bit more wild. I don't know. I can't speak for Hasbro. Um, Darren is like purple, the Night Creeper version one, purple vehicle, the mamba. 
See, now that's the thing. So um, to what I said earlier, I couldn't decide which camp Night Creeper should be in, purple or red, because he's got elements of both. Um, mm. And no, Darren, red. you're not colorblind. Yeah. He is more red, to be fair, but, you know. Oh. Um, oh, my goodness. We are splitting hairs now. The Night Creeper is purple and gray with silver accents. Uh-oh. <laughs> is this like one of those dress. white dress, black dress things? Yeah. yeah. Um, purple figure uh, for chasing 80s. He says, purple figure, Toxa Viper and vehicle. The Python Patrol Conquest X30. Interesting. Hmm. Because the... Uh, it feels like the conquest is also falling into the into the night creeper territory there. I would say the conquest to my eye leans more to red, um, but I can't dispute the Toxa Viper. That is also a fantastic figure, but it had to go up against Mindbender, version two and Techno Viper for me. So that's why I didn't go that route. Um, Darren, uh, Darren reckons you know he's like, hey, at Hound's Child, the night creeper is so cool. They turned up in Boba Fett. I wouldn't know that yet. I haven't seen the new. Boba Fett series. Um, and then uh, Honorary mentions the Saw Viper from Darren Cobb. Uh, yeah, sadly, he made my booby prize list. I don't love that figure. I have trouble just enjoying that toy. Snowcat uh, Snow Ron. Hydro Viper was also in my mind, Rob. I chose Techno Viper because of his world building value. My Terradrome is fully equipped with them. The Hydro Viper is beautiful and com combines with the Hammerhead. That I do agree with. I've seen a Hydro Viper and a Hammerhead. It just works. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> uh, Gaz is like the Fang 2. Okay, that's <laughs> not uh, the sound we make when we flipping the bird. That's us being ill. <laughs> um, Bart wants to just you know remind <laughs> us that Joe, drive Joe vehicle drivers work in the mot motor pool and we have seen it before. True. But they are too busy driving the vehicles instead of being sneaky vehicle engineers. And yeah, so I just wanted to throw in some of those. Have you got that file card for us? Oh, yeah. Cool. To make matters worse, they're backed by the latest and most sophisticated anti-detection and weapons technology in the world. It's as if Attila Ooh. the Hun had a black belt, an MBA, and was armed with lasers. So specifically mentioning lasers as offensive weapons, I'd like to infer. But it does just say to me that, like, they're ninjas that have guns, essentially, and yeah. rocket launchers and hardcore weaponry. Um, the action figure doesn't reflect that. Anyways, that's enough assassination of what I have, you know, admitted is a, a strong design, strong enough for it to be totally plagiarized by the designers on um, <laughs> Book of Boba Fett. Or should I say the flashback of Boba Fett? Bloody hell, that show. <laughs> I could not be less enthusiastic about it. Can you tell? <laughs> uh, Paul, I'm afraid, G.I. Joe Book does not recommend. Um, but hey, you know, pirate it at your, at your leisure. I don't pirate. I just no, find it not. on streaming platforms other than Disney Plus because it's not available in my country. Thank you, Disney, for hating South Africa. Moving along. <laughs> they don't hate us. They're coming. They're coming, Paul. Soon. Yeah. By the end yeah. of this year, you'll be able to pay Disney. <sighs> they came. I, anyway. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to pass judgment on the Fang 2 by saying it's so much fun, but you do feel that it is an inferior design not conceptually because i love like it, it takes the the danger of the fang 
and just multiplies it. Okay. Instead of the rotors beating above your head, you've got them beating on either side of your bicep. But what you do see is, is the unfortunate case of a left and a right half being jammed together. Like the yes. seam line on the center of it is a detractor and doesn't always marry nicely. Maybe everyone else's mileage in the fang too varies. But it nevertheless is a very fun and functional toy. has a thumb wheel that you can you know, flip the engines into their forward mode or their vertical mode. Um, I've had enormous fun with that vehicle and it packs a lot of punch for its size. Um, but it's, you know, it's just not as strong a design as the Fang. The Fang had the, the ball turret, which is so sexy and kind of well integrated into the nose. Whereas the Fang 2, it's this very separate, very hollow feeling red piece that extends perhaps a little too far off the nose. Uh, I mean, landing with that thing protruding out of the front must be problematic. Um, but yes, I, I've had an absolute blast with that vehicle. So while not in danger of taking the top spot in that color, uh, it certainly is so much fun. Shall we move on to the black category? Heck yes. Now, I'm going to crack this one open with my dishonorable mention and just say that the Hamburglar is going to be on the worst <laughs> action figures the 1982 to 1994 line ever yielded. I'm looking at you, Headman. He's awful. Oh. Um, apologies <laughs> to everyone who finds some delight in this figure. I know the mold being as unique as it was um, has certainly been useful to customizers and like anyone who needed a suited and booted character. But therein lies the problem, my friends. You see, this mold saw use a number of times officially, and it almost always stunk. Uh, <laughs> we have the headman in a mustard mustard uh, coloring, and then they saw fit to make use of the same sort of double-breasted jacket for General Flag, General Lawrence J. Flag, in the comic book packs in McDonald's the 2000s. employee with these. <sighs> it's <laughs> it's not right making. The, uh, the pocket square of the suit into his, I suppose his, I don't know what they would be, his, his um, he was an army general. So why has he got yeah. wings? Like whatever brass it's supposed to denote, it, it still looks like a pocket square, okay? That and the fact that like, this is unfortunately a 90s buck and looks like, he looks like he's got a jacket two sizes too small yes that's, that's my big issue with him the daniel craig of the james bond tuxedo you know he's just <laughs> just shuffling a little too much meat into a too small bag <laughs> where does he hide his gun <laughs> it's it's obscene and like yeah i, I don't know if a double breasted jacket really translates well to the o-ring because obviously like a bomber jacket works well in o-ring because the jacket ends where the crotch piece begins whereas a jacket that is supposed to go you know where a jacket's supposed to sit will not look right and what's the alternative have a secondary have a rubber piece that goes over the figure it's it's never going to look terrific so <laughs> uh, just getting back to his original appearance hell to the no hamburglar you suck i will never <laughs> like this figure I will admit that it is unique. It's like nothing else in the line, but I hate it. Bad. Yuck and poo. 
<laughs> well, can I drop in? I'm going to drop in with my dishonorable then. Um, oh, let's because, keep it rolling, man. <laughs> yeah, so, so my fun. dishonorable mention uh, is this guy. What? Wow, that I dislike Destro? this Destro. How could you, I, Paul? I dislike this Destro. I'll tell you but why. He's got the high this color was... and everything. Yeah, yeah no, this Destro. Gloves, which should be white. Plus no, he a visit to the head eye, shrinkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the small head it's the fact that this was the only destro that was sort of available to us in south africa or at least to me when i was a kid um you know especially when you wanted the other destros this what about was like brigade destro yeah <laughs> no that's not really an improvement um he was almost in my red list let's put it that way uh but i had more fun with him and at least he had a chromed head uh i just dislike this destro <laughs> i just I just can't stand it. It it drives me crazy. Like, uh, and and also like to to add insult to injury. Every time they went and re-released a Destro after this in a, a vintage buck, they went with this with this mold. And I'm like, why? It's like inferior to the original. This figure is here not because it's actually a bad toy. It's just because it's a bad Destro. Bad Destro. <laughs> it's it's just it pales in comparison to to uh, its predecessors and i just uh and i couldn't find and and it just irritated me enough uh just enough to be like the the figure in black that i dislike so, isn't it one of emily from hasbro's favorites she well that's cool and i mean the disc launcher and everything yeah well you know she can have fun <laughs> with that because the rest of us will be playing with the cool destro toys <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the star brigade uh, wow. so bizarre best so bizarre that disc launcher, I still have it. Somehow that thing has survived the test of time. And I also have Destro's head in my <laughs> box of loose parts as well, still. And I hate that I can see the skin there as well. I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of naffness. And what's with his little pouch in front of his crotch? It's like, is that his emergency condom stash? I don't know. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. I... Anyway. So we mentioned like up point. front in the episode that the bat is probably unanimously held by the three of us. But in terms of the black color scheme, Destro and the Baroness, which one do you rate higher of those two quintessential figures? I think we can also all agree that they are absolute tent poles of that color scheme. Oh, totally. Sure. So tastefully they, they done. In work fact, together so well. Yeah, I mean, they they made up the most sublime team up. Mm. Almost, almost like you know, I, I'm sure Bar Baroness being you know bad candy in leather was always going to be a thing. Kind of that pseudo dominatrix aesthetic, and black is just such a cool color for a bad guy that to offset all the blue. That became Destro's domain. But does the one figure outshine the other? And why? Okay, so for mm. me, for <sighs> me, I chose her over Destro. And Whoa. the okay. only reason. Only, and this is, it's a very small thing. Firstly, she's probably got the best female sculpt in the entire line. Mm. And that in itself is an award uh, for the vintage G.I. Joes. And that's why for as great as Destro is, the fact that she's an exceptionally well done female figure and it's all in black puts her in the as a winner in my 
top three or in my list here for 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 today's episode and just generally like she's a great great toy i actually i i think baroness is a as a figure that a lot of us maybe take for granted sometimes um but i don't and so yeah i love this toy it's very good her gun sucks though sorry anyway <laughs> <laughs> okay B rob destro baroness Oh, so difficult. Um, well, considering I prefer the later version of Destro to the original version of Destro. Mm, um, hot take. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, because this is the one that we grew up with, you know, so that's the one that I saw the most. So I think there's more of a, a personal connection there. Um, no Chrome, though. There's no Chrome. That's unfortunate. Um, but, like, at the time, like, I didn't even know what the hell Chrome was. I mean, you know, his head was silver. That was good enough for me. Um, I, I'd probably side with Baroness too, actually. Um, just that all black. I mean, it's classic. You can't, you, you can't get better than that. So, yeah, I, I'm going Baroness too. That's that's. Uh, I'm guessing that's you're going majority. Destro. Just to be the dissenting opinion, but like of Destro course. is such a crowd pleaser for me because even if you... Look, just taking the, the action figures out of it for a second, Destro's got the best pistol the classic line ever produced. His backpack is so fascinating. So that's two wins in the accessory department. And then when you add the action figures into the mix, like that chromed head just not only puts Destro like on a pedestal that's almost untouchable in the G.I. Joe line, but also in action figure history line. Like sure, we had C-3PO at that point. Uh, and of course, Micronauts had often dabbled with Chrome, but like, this is a main baddie and the head sculpt itself created such, um, ambiguity. Is it a metal head? Is it a mask? Does it have sophisticated technology inside it? Is this a man or is this a machine? Uh, all these questions have kind of been answered up to now, but if you just take the action figure on its own, there's so much mystery uh, at the outset. And yeah, there's, there's wow. a lot to this action figure. The gauntlets, the, the fact that he has weaponry, like integrated into the figure's sculpt, mind-blowing. As early as G.I. Joe's second year, you had that level of detail. And it kind of really set like a high watermark that it's very difficult to surpass. But yeah, I, I also it, typically always find find favor for the female action figures. But in this case, I'm in Team Destro. And I suppose it's not going to help when I do this. This is the Destro that I like. <laughs> Even though the Destro original... Destro V2. Hmm. Destro hey. V1, I will say, hands down, in a lot of ways, surpasses this figure because of everything you just said. I just really love the gold head Destro. I really, really love him. Like, like I saw him in catalogs. This got me all excited. An open, shirt, an open shirt maybe doesn't age so well. And and practically speaking, the paint job on his, his chest can fade and look really mm. weird. So you kind of avoid that by having the uh, V2. Yeah. Yeah, V2's definitely got his appeal. But I love his no dedicated wrist rockets. vehicle. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I miss the wrist rockets. That's that's definitely something we sword. lose out on. It's got a sword, think, ceremonial, but yeah. I think to make V2 the ultimate, you need the wrist rockets and you need to steal V1's gun. Mm. Oh, agreed. Mm. Agreed. 
He doesn't even need a backpack because he's got the despoiler. But yeah, I agree. Listen up, this Hasbro. Was... Vintage line. Make these changes and this will be the perfect distro <laughs> ever. Well, just give us those accessories for starters. That that would go a long way. But, it was uh... fun playing with the swivel head on gold head Destro. Yes, he does have that. Yeah. Sorry, the ball 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 jointed head on on Destro V two, uh, because you know a swivel you get less character, whereas mm. a ball jointed head's like what he can look up slightly, he can look down. Oh, amazing. Oh. <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah, fun. Ah, love it. So cool, and uh, yeah. Oof. Okay, I wanna, I wanna then, look at the then I, this. I think this is the the hotbed question for the comments section, both now while we're recording, and you in listener land listening to it uh, on the, the the podcast version or the YouTube version. Um, let us know in the comments down below whether you are Team Destro or Baroness, and whether you are in Team Version One Destro or Version Two. Is it gold? Is it silver? Let us know. <laughs> we have one automatic vote for Team Bat. <laughs> Chris from Chasing 80s Toys, indeed. Battle Android Trooper definitely is a, a trump card in the black color palette. Yeah, you can't... Okay, we have reviewed some incredible toys. Uh, what, what have we learned from this process? Well, wh- And is it that the, Sky, the, the Night Raven is the best toy of all? <laughs> personal favorite in in black i mean is, is it definitely a destro or baroness that's your favorite do you not have your own favorites am i the only one who has their, their own favorites in black i want to uh, hear yeah because rob you haven't had a chance to share okay yours. well well yeah I'll, I'll put it forward so probably my absolute favorite uh figure in black is, it came out in the 90s so Ooh. um Ooh, so it's kind of unexpected guess. and late in the line to have such a good figure coming out um i think the detailing is is absolutely incredible um yeah if you if you like you can you, you you can give me a couple of guesses before i reveal to you the majesty that is this figure well you, you would think that your talking has given it away but i'm scratching my head right now i have no idea my that's, word that's that's how it works i'll tell you aat <laughs> do, do you think so? I'll give you a clue. It came out in 1993 originally. What? Does it, does it narrow it down? Does it? Shit. Uh... It could be. I'm also. I'm also. I'm also playing a trick in you as well because maybe it wasn't originally black. No, no, I know. I know. Uh, you had me scratching my head, <laughs> but uh, no, I know. This is this is cheating. This is a custom. It, it, it definitely is cheating. But it's just my favorite black figure ever. It is the Mega Viper. From 1993, <laughs> who you oh, renamed cool. Shadow Viper? Shadow Viper, which they, I think, did they bring their own versions of Shadow Viper out later? Rob, well, did you paint so, that? Did you guys paint that? Back in the day, we did. I mean, not so far back in the day, not when we were kids. That's pretty um, cool. I think. Well, I'm kind of hiding where the yellow's starting to come through. <laughs> um, but I definitely picked out the details. I mean, black and gold is just brilliant. I kept the helmet silver, or I made it silver instead of gold. Gold could have looked really cool. Actually, um, yeah. You gave him but boot cuffs. That's I did. Pimp. I did. Nice. Because uh, it, it, it can't just all be black. That's kind of boring. You kind of have to pick out a few of the little details on the figure. Um, mm. Yeah, so he's definitely definitely my absolute favorite. Uh, 
<laughs> but uh, instead of a bridge. <laughs> but but an original an original figure unrepainted. I think we all I imagine we all know this know this by now. But it's Target. Target is my yes. favorite black black clad cobra figure. Um, so Rob, I had a feeling you were going to mention him. It's actually one of the reasons <laughs> I put him on my list. Uh, well, I, actually, he is on my list when you go past two. <laughs> past two, no, for sure. I mean, he's yeah. just fantastic. He, I mean, he's he's made to go in and out of space. Um, he comes with cool accessories, I think. Um, and his backpack is just awesome. And the fact that he has that kind of like blast shield that comes down over his visor, it, it's just too cool. I love that uh, gold gun. I think it's so yeah. rad. Yeah. It's awesome. And I love how it like, attaches to his arm. So, like, you know, like, you can't lose it. Yeah, you know, he's like flying around the space. He gets knocked around by a meteorite or something, and then the gun goes flying. He's like, ah. Yeah, because he hasn't exploded yet. But yeah, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's carrying what like a giant uh, pack of like fuel on his on his back. Um, yeah. So he's he's definitely my absolute favorite um, um, black figure. And then my absolute worst one. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll just finish up now. <laughs> is for, I believe it's version. Batch from 2004. It's kind of cheating because yeah. this is the in between period, but like I think this is probably influenced by the comic books in some way. But he's just absolutely horrendous. I couldn't even be bothered to take a picture. It seems Yojo couldn't be bothered to take good pictures of him <laughs> either because this is the official picture, you know, that's the first picture you see of him, and there's no like all geared up like they do with the cool characters. No, no they just couldn't just have given it. a shit. Yeah. It's just, it's awful. It's just an awful figure. Um, I think we got him because he was in a two-pack um, with, uh, I think it was Beachhead. Um, so the Beachhead was a bit of a win, um, but this guy was a bit of a, a stinker. It found its way into our collection. and It did. I bought it. I think at some point I must have thought it was <laughs> cool enough to get. But I would like to think it actually did come in a two-pack. Mm, um, okay. And that's the reason why I own him is just because the other figure was cool. Well, oh, he's actually, a double fault because cool. I think I've reused, like I, I head swapped and torso swapped to make that um, a Dr. Mindbender that had cybernetic arms. Oh, that'd be much. I can that's see that. That's much cooler. Yeah. I can see that. Actually. The purple pants kind of make me feel like it's. Was yeah, mine this guy could be my worst purple <laughs> as well, actually. I, 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 I changed it. the pants. Like it didn't have the robot legs. But the torso definitely uh, went to Mindbender to make Mindbender less naked. I didn't like my Mindbender being bare-chested, so I gave what? him this bat's chest, which you forgot about Megamarines, Doctor Mindbender. Paul remembered him. Didn't mm. have battle core Doctor Mindbender. Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, mind our p's and q's here on GI Joe Berg. I know it's battle core, but I will like hashtag. Mega Marines. He does feel like a Mega Marine, though. It's true. Yeah, yep. he like, does. He's, he's like the leader of the Cobra Mega Marine side. Well, if yeah. Mega Vipers are the trainers and Cyber Vipers are the commanders, who is the creator of the Bio Vipers and Monster Vipers? There we go. <laughs> Back from the dead. <laughs> I'm here now. So, um, honorary mention, like, Team Viper can't win the day. I'm going to put one up for Team IG and say that's definitely one of the finest uses of black in the classic mm. line. It's got to be the classic Iron Grenadiers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Just sexy, sexy space conquistadors, man. 
the badass <laughs> figure design. Cannot argue think, with that at all. <laughs> I think that's all I have to say about that, gents. Um, we should cool. perhaps do a video series once I'm yeah, reunited I think with my collection. Cool. Just giving a kind of a rating and a review because my head's spinning. I don't actually know which is my favorite now. Uh, it's a diff difficult thing to say. Mm. But just like our video dealing with uh, all the uses of Cobra Blue, we should do Black, Red, Purple. Anyway, I'm going to open Postbox the Pits, if that's all right, gents. Please do. Misanthropic Git, Dustin Cordish, got a hold of us this past week. Hello, fellows. As we ride the tide of a pleasantly large wave of a resurgence in G.I. Joe merch, I was wondering what your take might be if the brand was taken out of military service and put into action in the civilian sector. I know with the original 12-inch line, it's often thought that the toys fell out of favor due to anti-military sentiment connected to the Vietnam conflict. But prior to the discontinuation of that line, there was plenty of adventure team scenarios out there for non-violent play patterns. Even as the A-Royal line started winding down in the early 1990s, it kind of followed the same trajectory before its cancellation. Lots of non-military specific varieties with ninjas, dino hunters, street fighters, eco-warriors, drug enforcers, astronauts, and aliens possibly hoping to latch onto the next hot commodity, but ultimately not making the cut. Before I had any G.I. Joes in 1982, I had some of the Fisher-Price adventure people and the vehicles, and that very much embraced the spirit of the 12-inch G.I. Joe adventure team in three and three-quarter inch scale, even before Star Wars came onto the scene. A lot of TV shows and movies from that time period share the same quality like Johnny Quest or The Six Million Dollar Man, or even the 007 films of that decade. When I think of G.I. Joe, I think of those first 1982 figures I had, but also those patterns that had already fully permeated in my fertile brain. And that is exactly where I'd like to see G.I. Joe land if it was ever taken out of the military, in that laid-back, rugged, daring sense of exploration you'd read about in vintage pulp magazines. I know it would be extremely controversial, and the majority of fans would probably rage quit the line, even though I always thought of the line as 50-50, both military and sci-fi. But do you think the line could achieve any success as a non-military toy line? Would you guys have any interest in a more adventure-based G.I. Joe team? Out hunting cryptids, exploring ancient temples, maybe, maybe battling the odd evil scientist here and there, possibly still contracted under government? How would you envision a modern adventure team operation? Uh, he closes out by saying, thanks for cultivating one of the best fan communities I've come across, Dustin. Oh, thanks, uh, Dustin. Wow. What an incredible topic to unpack and one that could probably find its way into a future podcast. But just as a first blushings, guys, is G.I. Joe beholden to the military, the conflict of good and evil, G.I. Joe versus Cobra? Or can we successfully move away from that? Because Hasbro would definitely like that. The notion of G.I. Joe being an anti-terrorist task force is something they definitely put distance between. Uh, then between it what am i saying you know <laughs> between that notion and the toy line they've created Thank a you. distance between those two concepts yeah and and i mean there's no more clear example than the abortive big screen treatment that we got last year in snake eyes the fact mm. that like let's do gi joe that has very little gi joe and really puts this kind of ninja you know mystical rock story in the forefront um but is there a successful way that gi joe can kind of have it both ways i imagine you could do it with just the joes but i don't know how you incorporate cobra into that world like what is this i was gonna say function? the other way around are you oh well i mean gi joe 
they have tanks and planes and helicopters and like military hardware and that's that's their angle whereas cobra mm. have like reptile trainers and buzzballs you know they, yeah, they're freaky does cobra that... become the good guys then or are they kind of like these <laughs> these evil um uh, treasure hunters or or something you know but my first thought actually did run along those lines and that was like something that's that that Kujo tips my head, my 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 attentions to, and that's like occult specialists. So you got GI Joe being these adventure people, adventure team types, uh, yeah. Indiana Jones types, uh, and their very support staff of explorers and scientists and whatnot, and Cobra being these like temple raiding like occultists who just like the Third Reich want to steal these secrets and use them for evil purposes. And that could be the heart of the conflict. So it moves away from this this struggle for like military power and more well, of kind of a you go wrong. Oh, I was waiting for you to finish. Now I was gonna say that's that's more in line than with the cartoons, actually, in a way. Um, you know, mm. there's kind of like a race of the weak, a, a MacGuffin of the weak that they're all trying to get to, or you know, Cobra comes with like a crazy plan, but it often involves something beyond them that they kind of have to acquire to be able to make their plans work, as it were. You know, it's, it's an oversimplification of the cartoon, but it is a version of Jaja that has existed at least before, mm. in some form. It's not Imagine difficult to see the appeal, mm. because the older I get and the more aware I am of the realities of conflict, war, death, the more distasteful it feels for me to be like playing out those scenarios. It's it's like I like the aesthetics of military equipment and hardware and uniforms, but their function in reality is distasteful. And it should be like, how can any sane adult person like really relish those <laughs> play patterns? Oh dear. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm talking myself to, into a corner here and maybe need <laughs> that out. Well, I think, I think you, you can definitely explore this, but I don't know how you integrate the, that creates a completely new audience for G.I. Joe. I think it would be difficult for other people to pivot towards that, maybe. I, I mean, I could see myself fiction, collecting it. Yeah, the science, science fiction. The fiction angle is what, what really excites me. And that's like, like and, and this has kind of been my happy place for a while now as I lean away from the hardcore realities of, 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 of war and death. And that's like, G.I. Joe had jetpacks and laser rifles and like fantastical equipment that kind of pushes it away from heavy machine guns and Colt 1911s. Like, like the more science fiction-y elements I add into my understanding of G.I. Joe, the more appeal gets injected back into it. I don't know how better to explain it other than like that's where I enjoy playing now. And and I feel like I'm becoming more bloodless in the play motions as well. Like I've got a problem with high body counts, <laughs> so I've I've done a little pivot in in my kind of storytelling as well. Like killing mm. happens only of absolute necessity. I don't like gratuitous death, even if it's just plastic toys falling over. Hmm. No, I I do I understand that side of it. 
Um, but then again, I am the guy that said I really enjoy having a Cobra infantryman in classified and how that makes sense because now I have something for my Joes to kill. <laughs> um, yeah. But to lean on the sci-fi angle, <clears throat> I, I kind of, this is where, where I like the idea of Cobra law quite a bit because then you are turning Cobra into not terrorists, but like invaders. And then you've got mankind defending itself from an invasion force. And then you could sort of have a knock-on effect into, you know, G.I. Joe has to try and stop Cobra from getting special artifacts that would allow Cobra to make their ultimate ancient alien weapons or whatever that fell to Earth before their arrival or something, whatever's. Um, but you, you mm. guys can see where I'm getting at. Like, I could see that working. It's um, far more then, palatable, like yeah. bringing all your heavy weapons to bear on like some kind of monstrous biological creature like Cobra Law than yeah. someone who has a mother. Yeah. I mean, that there was always the, I mean, obviously the cartoons were always very bloodless. Um, a lot of sci-fi stuff, it's, it's easier for them to insert robots and other things like that for the, the good guys to kill than it is to be facing up against actual human um, opponents. Is this a stand-up fight, sir? Or is this going to be another bug hunt? Bug hunt. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I also baby. think that what? if you put if you put GI Joe against like a force of snake men or whatever's, that you create more of a unifying concept, you know? Because then, oh yeah, I like the idea that it's humanity versus this kind of invasion or infestation. That's yeah. that's like a struggle the... that I can get behind. It's yeah. it's devoid of politics. It's devoid of nationalism it's entirely just us as a species trying to survive that's cool yeah. well, maybe yeah, there's like a near far departure from yeah maybe skynet you know if you go the other way make it mm. not <laughs> biological you know or alien invasions but actually like make it uh, the, the devil of our own creating a creation like, uh, like but then this is all just excuses you know in the end it's moving so far away from what gi joe was originally i mean should you but even I, call it gi joe at that point I, I think you can still i mean also to be fair we've had 40 years of gi joe in its current form so I think it's okay. <laughs> Maybe you could you try know. new things. I mean, there have been, I mean, uh, there's a lot of things they've tried over the years and there's a lot of stuff that people have not liked at all. It always seems to come back to that original version of G.I. Joe that people prefer, that the majority of people prefer the mm. most. They've mm. tried it with the movies. You tried sci-fi. We gave you, you know, your Death Star battle underwater and no <laughs> one liked that. We gave you cool power science suits and no one liked that. Um, we, we we tried mystical occult ninja stuff. No one liked that. Mm. Um, I think it's very difficult. Hasbro just has to choose the direction and go with it, essentially. And eventually, you will pick up enough fans, new people, or you convert old old people um, to to where you want to go with it. There are so many options. I mean, I just don't really think Hasbro is likely to to find it in their best business interests or or in good taste. To make gi joe what us the public demanded to be and that's you know an anti-terrorist task force yeah mm. like that that kind of cuts a little too close to reality for a toy company's liking um but Which yeah you're absolutely interesting. right Rob. it used to it used to be fine in the 80s but it's not mm. fine now so no, i mean obviously times have definitely changed. have changed mm. quite dramatically since then 
Also, like in, in my in my sort of at least mental play times with my Tiger Force Outback, his adventures are not about sneaking through the jungles, snapping necks, and and <laughs> and knifing people in the back. Um, they're more akin to adventure team activities, like exploration, um, survival, like camping out in the stars, scouting locations, like. He's yet to actually fire his weapon. He's got it if uh, if if he needs to call upon it. But like, no nah, man, he's just out there completing the mission, and the mission is not. It's it's not to 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 kill necessarily. Hmm. Hmm. Another, um, I mean, this, I suppose this is why I kind of like, or when I say kind of, I do like the Transformers movies, at least the first three. Um, the third one, not as much. But anyway, it's kind of what I like about those films um, because they do have that man versus like this unstoppable element that's like completely difficult to triumph over assault, you know, where we need the help of like something better than us, but it needs to work with us, you know, and, and I kind of like that a lot. Well, not kind of, I really do like that. And that's why I've always said that I feel like the military sections of the Transformers movies are the best G.I. Joe movies we've gotten. Um, and also reflecting on, on that and reflecting on what Rob said with, you know, they've given us sci-fi with the GI Joe stuff and whatever, what the GI Joe films have never been able to really give us are like overwhelming odds from Cobra. We've never, ever in the film universe. And I know this is probably a whole different podcast on its own, but I never felt in the GI Joe movies that, wow, you know, we are up against this overwhelming oppressive force. It's like, yay, they destroyed the, the Eiffel Tower and they got their nanomachines. It didn't Bro, frighten they me. had a and, base and... under the polar caps. No, they had that, but it was just, yeah, but it was never like, I never ever felt like, oh my word, Cobra could just like at the drop of a hat completely destroy mankind. And, you know, we got none of that, like, you know, fearsome. We Voice got activated stuff. Night Raven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we never got any of those, like, I don't know. I just never felt like we got. You didn't the feel the stakes threat. ever. Yeah, yeah, I never felt the stakes. There are other movies that made us feel the stakes better. I mean, guys, I don't know about you, but when I watched Terminator 2 for the first time, it frightened the shit out of me, man. I was like, oh my God, if th this could be a thing. I mean, it's like, that was scary. The fact that like, you know, we would, as human beings, we'd be hiding in these camps and we'd have to have dogs to help us to, you know, distinguish between man and machine. And that was frightening. That's a great concept. And that's, you know, and also V, V is a frightening concept as well. Like, you know, you've got this species that for those of us who have never watched V, that's right. The three of you that have never watched V that are listening to this podcast, um, you got these visitors that you know, bring us all these great things, but essentially they just really just want our water and they want everything, you know, they, they just want our resources and they know exactly how to cuddle up to us to get them. And by the time we realize that they're dangerous, they've, they've got us. And that is cool. And that is why I keep drumming on this whole idea of like, yeah, maybe Cobra should be like, you know, some kind of snake men army, like, and how that could really work. And I know that we've gone really far, far from Dustin's, um, a concept of having it be like a rescue force adventure team thing, but I can see that scenario working in the kind of scenario I'm talking about now. And yeah, sorry, I know I'm drumming on about it, but I really like that idea now <laughs> uh, as I'm talking about it. So anyway, yeah, Who that's where I stand. Who of you two 
would be in favor with like Star Brigade's mission. Like that that towards the end of the G.I. Joe classic run, G.I. Joe went to space. Was that Did the I? death knell? Okay, to die. Paul, you didn't like it. but <laughs> No, no, I do those, like it. Read... I just, everything goes to space to die, generally. Did, you read those file cards of the figures and characters created around the time. I mean, the like, bloody Lunatics Empire. There are, I mean, it speaks of a galaxy of adventure waiting out there to be had. Mm. And we never really got adequate focus shown to that. So... G.I. Joe attempted to have its cake and eat its cake and still have cake and, you know, like to go to space to play those Star Warsian, Star Trekian play patterns. And I don't think there are that many fans to this day who, who dabbled in that stuff. I think there is a Facebook group devoted to the Star Brigade. Of course there is. There's a, Star, there's a Facebook group for everything. And I think I'm a member, but like, I'm pretty sure the number is, is, is minuscule compared to, you know, Team Blue versus Team Green. Um, but Rob, I mean, do you think that's an, a valid avenue that G.I. Joe can work as a sort of a space force, astronaut heroes? I think you can definitely give it a shot. I mean, it feels like they wanted to try and go there, but they just didn't go there. <laughs> Maybe it's just so um, the conclusion, the yeah. conclusion we... we're drawing from this is your point earlier, Rob, that like, they tried it all. They threw everything at the wall, but only one did, thing sticks, and that's it's the original. It's it's the anti-terrorism. It's the military stuff. Um, mm. I think because it is so unique, it's so it's not pure, but I mean, it's so it it's the concept is so grounded. I think that it's so easy to get and understand. Um, yes, I mean, obviously, military it's, it's very complicated issue, but I mean, it's just kids playing with toys, you know. In the end, I think as adults we we do tend to overthink things a lot. Um, just just enjoy it. Just enjoy your time with your toys. However you play with them. I mean, once the toys belong to you, you can do whatever you want with them. Um, mm. I think officially they can definitely try some different things, uh, but I mean, just stick to one thing and go with that. Um, I mean, Kim likes the to 90s put did. them in the sexy pose <laughs> for me to discover later. <laughs> Coming to the room and Lady J is sitting on top of Hydro Viper's face. <laughs> He's still got his mask on. That's foreplay of the Jabba That's how she likes it, though. <laughs> Scarlet, I mean. Those prongs are sharp, dude. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Anyways, Guys, we've been bombshell, <laughs> We are running on fumes right now. Thank you for joining us on episode 232. Yeah. Red, purple, black. Check us out this time next week with our special guest. We will be going live on YouTube. So drop in and uh, tr Come throw join us a, a us. Yeah, set a little reminder on YouTube. Join us. Yep. Check the channel for uh, the time, local, the local listing in your time zone. Um, and hope to see you there. Oh, I'll yeah. tip my hand. Hopefully, he'll 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 not cancel on us. But uh, the secret, special, <laughs> top secret main guest it's Hurikobra Commander seven eight eight. Heck yeah! Brian will be joining us live on the show. So please drop in and say hi. It's always a treat to have the commander in our presence. I know he does his weekly live chats, but uh, this is Joburg, mate. We never oh, have yeah, the commander dude. here. Absolutely yeah, not. So and if you're listening to this uh, well past the release of 232 and 233 and 
all of these. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that live broadcast, and I hope you enjoyed this episode too. <laughs> and if you want to tell us how much you enjoy the episodes, uh, be sure to shoot us an email on a real South African hero at gmail.com. If you want to become a patron of the show and get the episode early or be part of our live studio audience, oh, the details for our Patreon will be in the description below. Description below. There we go. <laughs> I'm stalling because I'm looking for the wall. Yes, if you're there watching the YouTube version, There's you can see our awesome Patreon clan, our Joe Burgers, our Bergforce. Bergforce. Yeah, man. Love it, love it, love it. But face six nine. <laughs> uh, I get to mention every time. And hey, if you are interested in getting some cool merch, GI Joe book style, grab it. Visit our Teespring store. And that's all she wrote, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you once again for joining us. Thank you to our live audience. Thank you to my buddies Paul and Rob. Hey, hey, you're beautiful Paul. boys. Cheers, cheers. You two, three, three. Yo, Joe. Red, purple, and black. Cobra is ready to attack. <laughs> Cobra! <laughs> International bad guys. Anyway. 